Hi, you're listening to Coffee Talk. I am your host, Liv Alliston, and today I have with me my dearest friend, my God-given friend, my sister, Gabri. Hello. <laughs> so give us a little bit of info about yourself for people who don't know you. Okay, well, hey, I am Gabby. I am Olivia's younger sister. Just want to throw that in there. Not that much younger. <laughs> Enough to make a difference. <laughs> And uh, I am from Kentucky. I am married to Ryan, a.k.a. Stud Hubs, as I like to call him, because he's a stud. And uh, we've got two little girls. One, Emerson, she is our eldest. She just turned five ugh, a couple of weeks ago. And then um, our youngest, Juliet, will be four next month. That's right. They're 13 months apart. So um, did not plan that. I don't suggest that to anyone and um, <laughs> prayers are welcome. Uh, but yeah, I am, as far as what I do for a living, I work at my local church. Uh, my husband and I both do. So I am currently, I just switched to a new role there as of January. So I am the, uh, basically like the central director of volunteer experience. So I don't lead any teams directly anymore. Uh, I just make sure they're being led well and helping the team leaders with all of that. And then I also am the director of our women's ministry, which we call The Well. I have been doing that. We founded it, actually, in 2015, as far as women's ministry goes, and I've been doing that ever since. And other than that, I do a bunch of other little things on the side. So this is a get-to-know-us segment. I'm going to start off with just asking you a few questions. So first question I have for you is, what are the top three things that you want to pass on to your sweet little girls? That's a great question. And I have thought about that. And other than a love for chocolate <laughs> and dancing. I think that's kind of a given with girls, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But honestly, I've I've done a lot of thinking about this. And I think that there's only really one thing that I want to pass on. Um, and if I can get that through their brain and through their to their heart, then I think it will inform the rest of their mm -hmm. life and decisions. And that would be a very deep desire and hunger for God. And if I can get them there, if I can model what it looks like to really love God and love people and model what quality time with him looks like, then that will inform the rest of their decisions and values. And I don't really need to spend much time doing those because that will inform the rest. So I think that's the main thing. What would you say? You've got two little boys. I do. So yeah, it's funny, funny because you're a girl mom and I'm a boy mom. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I put, I put down three things. So the first one, obviously, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> chocolate and dancing. Those well, that's are true. Those are two, but. That's true. Yeah. Cause my other two are not very like spiritual. Uh, so the first one, of course, same thing is loving Jesus. And I pray over, um, for sure my older, I mean, I pray over both of them, but I pray with my oldest one every night because he actually, you know, speaks. Um, and I pray, it does help. <laughs> I pray that he, loves the Lord with all his heart, mind, and soul all the days of his life and always seeks after him. And so that, of course, is the first and foremost. And like you said, everything else from there trickles down and falls into place once you get that right. Um, so the other couple things I wrote is a, um, a I put a love of design, which he actually already does. Like I'll turn on HGTV and he's like, oh, mommy, can I live in that house another time? Maybe? I don't know if Emerson loves looking at design, but she sure does love to like 
design our house. Like she decorates the house. Really? Not mm-hmm. in a way that I like, she is but like she me. likes it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, love of design. So, and I, I put basically put like looking for the beautiful because I like to like the idea of looking for the positive. Mom always did that with us where we would look at, or she did it with me. You're having like a look like she didn't do that with you. I, I do not recall. <laughs> okay. So maybe we'll recall this. Um, we would always look at design magazines and she would say, pick something that you like from each page. And so, oh. I mean, it was like, it was a focus on the positive. It's a tiny little shift, but it helps. Okay, it's I did big... not read it in that line. I just took it for what it was. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm deeper than my beautiful. sisters. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. So anyway, and then the third thing I put was a love of, for creating. So question uh, relating to us in our childhood, what is your favorite? Did you just block your paper so I couldn't see what yeah, you wrote? Yeah, I don't want you to see my answer. What? <laughs> Wow. Okay. All right. So Nothing what is bad. What, bad. what is your favorite childhood memory with me? Be kind. You know, there's not really any that I... <laughs> just kidding. Great. Um, <laughs> I, I do have a few. I'm sure there were plenty more than this. I would hope. We lived together for 18 years. More oh, than that. And then some. Because we lived together yeah. in college. Yeah. So, oh... Okay, childhood, not college. Mm-hmm. But I feel we like college both. is... We could do both. College is like childhood to me now. I'm so far removed. Um, You're like 31. I'm so far (laughs) removed. (laughs) I've had kids since then, so I don't remember anything. So marriage ages you too. That's true. (laughs) That's true. That could be a whole other topic. (laughs) So one of my favorite things is that, and I just talked about it to Ryan the other day, actually, was building houses out of blocks. Yeah. I'm not not talking like the 3D houses. Like we weren't like building like major homes. We didn't have anything. that many blocks. No. And it's not the Legos. Those are terrible. These are like um, brick size. Right. Yeah. These are brick size. And Olivia and I, instead of playing regular Barbies, I don't know what people do with Barbies actually, mm-hmm. but we would uh, build house plans with mm-hmm. blocks and then we would build furniture and put any other extra furniture that we had in there. And we would take our Barbies and each Barbie would show their house to the other Barbie. And that's what we did is probably blame it on real estate for my, like our mom was a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And so we were always showing homes. And so that was what we enjoyed. So we did that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is that we, we played business. Oh yes. I don't know. I was the architect. Everyone knows I love design. So yeah. And she made me be her secretary and (laughs) that wasn't fun. And and my client. But I what? I don't yes, recall. yeah, because you would pretend to come in and be like, I need a house, and I want a heart-shaped pool. Do you oh, remember that? Oh, I still want that. Yeah, I still have the design. Infinity. Part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, uh, and I would play the fashion designer, and Olivia would be my secretary. I liked typing. So, um, I, I enjoyed that. Um, we also watched a lot of Ariel, not the Little Mermaid movie, but the TV show. What? Yeah, we would make <laughs> we would make eggs or bacon in the morning in the summertime when we were by ourselves. Like mom would go to work. We it, were older, right? So we, this yeah, took a long like time. It's embarrassing. We what? were older and watching the Little Mermaid on wait, Disney wait. Channel. Okay, I don't remember watching <laughs> the Little Mermaid. Are you sure that it was me? Yes, and we watched Out of the Box. I don't and remember that. College year, I would say sumo wrestling. Oh, yeah, where you pushed me into the windowsill and my <laughs> butt was bruised was, with a massive purple, like, bruise. I was about to say I do not recall, but I do recall. You do recall, <laughs> yes. Okay, um, anyway, so, yeah, what were, what are yours? Okay, well, that's, like, a lot, so. Um, yeah, sorry. No, that's all right. Um, so, I put, one, one thing I put is we used to dress up 
and we always wanted to be models. We actually both went to modeling school together, but this was pr- prior to that. But prior to modeling the photos school, now. yes, we would dress up in mom's old clothes or sometimes in her like slips, and we would put on our makeup. We had like our kid makeup. It's like I remember this like white icicle looking lipstick. <laughs> And uh, we would wear that, and then we have, would get props. I'm embarrassed just thinking about it. <laughs> we would get props from around the house, and we would put on costume jewelry, and we would sit there and give these far-off, like, dramatic looks, and we would take pictures of each other. I want you to keep in mind that I have pictures of us doing this from when we were in high school. So this isn't little kid. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I put that. That was one of my favorite memories as kids. And then I would say the other one too is driving around in the car with mom. We were all we all three like to sing. And, and we were in the car a lot. Like most of our lives was in the car, most of our meals. And so cuz mom was a Which single mom. Which is my favorite. Yeah, and we actually. still eat in the car. But she's she was a single mom so she had a lot of jobs, so we were always like going between jobs with her. And so we would do like these freeze outs where we mm-hmm. in the winter mm-hmm. and in the summer, but they're not freeze outs. At that I had point. one unintentionally because my window wouldn't go up and I've <laughs> froze on the interstate <laughs> well we would put down the windows and we would drive and sh- blast the music and just all sing usually some jesus music some mariah carey some whitney houston oh and a lot of disney princess when we would go four-wheeling and we would sing to the top of our lungs yes. together we would ride on the same one and then olivia would catch a lot of bugs in her mouth it's true and some cow poop yeah because yeah that, that, was that happens true. when you're four-wheeling in the country yeah. um anyway so that was that and then college Oh, one of my favorite memories, I think, is about when, uh, well, I have a couple things. So you were depressed or sad or something. Don't remember why. Probably a boy. And you were you like. You came through and danced. Yes. I'm the, it's just funny because you're technically on the I'm Enneagram. the entertainer. You're the entertainer. <laughs> but I was also an actress at the time. So I was also an entertainer. Well, she's a three. She loves to be seen. It's true. I'm the star. I would dance and sing. And I remember like trying to just make her laugh. That was always my goal was it to was make her laugh. It was for sure over a boy. It always was. Yeah. And I did. I made her laugh and then she got up and started dancing with me. So there's that. Yeah. Because I, I love, love dancing. She does. And then the other uh, fun thing is that, so Drew, my now husband <laughs> lived next door to us in our apartment at college. When and they weren't dating. And so one night we had our blinds like our window shades open and it was dark out so we couldn't really see much. So anyways, um we should have closed them. We were practicing our model walk and Drew in, walked oh, in sweatpants. Like we had on stilettos and like like lounge gear, so it didn't match. Uh, Drew walks by the window, probably sees us. I don't know if you remember. Oh, he that. did. He did. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Olivia was mortified because I had my model look on, like the whole like I'm intense and beautiful and mysterious in a way I don't even understand. <laughs> and those were my favorite. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, okay, so moving on to current day, what is one thing that God is teaching you right now? So much, so much. And a lot of it is like, I could do, I could, I could be here forever. So I'm not, I'm trying, I'm going to try to keep it simple. Um, But one thing for sure is he's been teaching me for the last year is dependence on the Holy Spirit and um, allowing him to work in me um, and through me. I feel like through me is a lot easier. It's a lot easier for me to pray like, oh God, you know, Holy Spirit speak through me in this. But allowing the Holy Spirit to do a work in me and transforming me, that is a lot harder and um, very humbling. I'm so self-aware now that it's just, it's, 
it's embarrassing. Um, it's, it's awful, um, to know all of the things within me that need, that need work, but that's good. Cause that's the whole part of following Jesus is, you know, this is a process and, and to be more like him and to become more like Jesus. And so we can't do that unless we're allowing the Holy spirit to, to show us things and then actually having the courage and strength to work on them. Now I'm still working on that part of it. I'm not the greatest and the Holy Spirit has really shown me that <laughs> over the last year and it's been really painful. Um, I've been trying to tell you that for a while. <laughs> well, you know. So that is something for sure that I've been learning over the last year. Recent days is more, he's really been teaching me about rest mm-hmm. and the importance of it. Um, like she said, we, I mean, we had a single mom and so we didn't really see a lot of rest. I mean, it's, it's a whole different ball game when you are raising two kids and you were the only parent, um, and the only provider. And so it, I, like, I understand that that is a completely different scenario and I'm thankful that I have the, you know, a different outlook uh, or like a different, um, I guess circumstance, but, um, but I am learning the importance of rest and, and also I, I mean, I could go on forever, so I'm not going to, but, uh, uh, just freedom, um, freedom, from like, and I think that goes along with the Holy Spirit is just like, he's our helper. And there are some things that he can show us within us, some like insecurities and different things within us, um, that he can show us that are there. And then he can help us break through those and really achieve freedom. Um, and then the last thing, cause I'm going on and on is, uh, just, um, a heart for his people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I have to be reminded of a lot. When I was younger, like I felt compassion for people, but you know, and then when I got into college, I finally realized what it meant to like love people. But like the work that I do, like ministry, like you should always be loving people, but you get really hardened, get into your little Christian bubbles and you stop thinking or I don't know if you stop thinking about it. It's not intentional. It just kind of slips away because you're, you know, you're working on an event or a ministry thing and you forget this is eternity hanging in the balance. There are people who need him and and why am I worrying about my manicure when I need to be out there proclaiming the gospel and and so it's just a, a perspective shift lately. What has he been teaching you? Um so I think basically right now it's a focus on acknowledging the presence of the spirit, which is the spirit of God himself, right? Like living inside of us. So acknowledging that he's always with us, which takes away a lot of anxiety and fear and you know things like that. But then also kind of like what you were saying, leaning into him and operating out of the spirit. So really being aware and discerning of the voice of God and letting him guide my everyday decisions. And even in the the mundane things and just acknowledge that he's in control, that he is sovereign, that I'm obviously not. And then leaning into asking him whatever he wants me to do and doing it. And then a side thing, I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with that is I've been asking God to give me dreams and visions. Um, I've been having dreams that when I'm dreaming, like I'm in my dream state, then I'll be like, hmm, this is significant and of the Lord in my dream state. I'm like, I need to remember this. And then I wake up and I'm like, okay, had to remember. And then like I start writing everything down and I've started actually recording them so I can listen to them later and then praying through and asking God for the interpretation. And so that's been really cool because he, he speaks to me that way, which sometimes I think I'm just so busy and so tired that I don't sometimes don't take time to stop and listen for his voice when I'm awake. So 
to go off of the spiritual high, um, are you a coffee or a tea drinker? I hate tea. I do too. Um, I like sweet tea, but it's not oh, my true. go-to. Chick-fil-A, sweet tea, that's some good stuff. Um, I like McDonald's Half Cut because those are super sweet and it makes me oh, feel better. I like their regular. About my... You know, my choices. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm health conscious if I do half cut on the sugar. So, um, (laughs) But you're still at McDonald's. Well, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So you like coffee. But yes, uh, coffee, coffee. um, And more coffee. And more coffee. But I do like, I have to have cream with it. Tell us how much coffee you drink because it's kind of absurd. I don't want to tell you. You don't stop drinking it. I, it's all I drink besides seltzer water. No, I am trying to cut down on my coffee intake, sort of. What is it normally? Thinking about it. I honestly don't keep track, but mm-hmm. I want to say I probably do like four or five. It's not cups because like my mugs are bigger than eight ounces. So uh, probably like a pot of coffee. So what is you your know. drink of choice when you go to Starbucks three times a day? I don't go three times a day. <laughs> thank you. But I will say that that's like my plate, like cheers you know, mm. where everybody knows my name <laughs> and, and they know my drink order. Mm. What like, is that? Well, when I'm on my mobile device, mm. mobile ordering, because I don't like to be a pain in the rear in person. So, <laughs> so you hide behind your screen? Yes. It, for a venti, because I don't do the fancy stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah. So when I went in this last time, this girl actually did my mobile order Without asking me, she was like, you're getting iced coffee? I was like, yeah. And she was like, no classic? I was like, yeah. And she was like, cream? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, three pumps of sugar vanilla, uh, sugar-free vanilla and three pumps of regular. And I'm like, yeah. But when I'm ordering through the actual line and I'm having to see these people face-to-face, I just do full-on iced coffee with sugar-free vanilla and cream and no classic. I'm a coffee person. I don't drink nearly as much. Usually in the morning, Drew will make a full pot. He will drink most of it and take some to go. I will I stand beside you, Drew. Yes. I will pour myself a cup in the morning and I will smell it. I will. What a weirdo. I, well, it's, I mean, it smells good. <laughs> like I get that, but I will sniff in your I coffee. Will, I'll take a few sips and then I will have to make breakfast for the kids and all that kind of stuff. And then I have to reheat it about four or five times a day. And I may not actually well, finish yeah. that one cup. If I, if I were at home, like when I was at home, when my kids were first born, I never finished a cup because yeah. I kept having to reheat it. Exactly. But now that it doesn't I'm taste out, as good. It tastes burnt. Ugh, yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. When I go to Starbucks, which I don't go very often, but I've been going more than I, I should. When I go, I have discovered the nitro cold mm. brew with sweet cream. The sweet cream really makes it. And it really if does. If it's in the fall. And sometimes they're stingy with that cream and you just have to say, uh, excuse me, I need some more. If it's, if it's in the fall, y'all. Fall, y'all? Yeah, y'all. You need to try oh. the pumpkin mm. cream. I didn't do that last cold year. Cold brew. Yeah. It will change your life. That's the cold brew, but the nitro. I just asked them the other day, what is the difference between regular cold brew and nitro cold brew? And some of you probably know this, but I'm going to tell those who are uneducated like myself. The nitro is nitrogen infused cold brew. Makes sense. So it goes straight to your bloodstream. So the caffeine takes effect immediately instead of going through your digestive system. Yeah, thank you. It's a hard word. You get that. I don't know either. Um, So I'm actually drinking that right now, and I feel good. (laughs) She keeps pushing me out of the microphone. Sorry, (laughs) Um, but the uh, they only sell grande 
sizes because you're not allowed to have so get mentee. two grandes get two grandes and you can overcome the system um so okay we both have taken and enjoy talking about the Enneagram. So tell us who you are. I, I'm Gabby. I already told you, okay, but yeah, just kidding. Yeah, um, you're sarcastic. I am, <laughs> sometimes I struggle with, because I have other tendencies. I mean, we all have tendencies of all of them, but um, what I gravitate towards most is the, uh, the seven. I'm the enthusiast. All, fun, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a seven wing six. So I am, very adventurous, but very scared of my adventures, but I do it anyways. And, um, I like to, I like a plan for all the plans that I want to have as a seven. Um, I enjoy new things and creating things. And so, yeah, that's me. Um, seven wing six, but we all know what Olivia is because she keeps shoving me out of the spotlight. <laughs> I'm a three wing two, which is called the star. Yeah. We're warm and friendly and extroverted and compassionate. <laughs> basically and, and prideful apparently there. Um, and so, there it is there we go anyway so yes I am t- the three is the achiever does some achievements I, 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 I didn't talk about anything negative with the seven I am my, the, the sin of the seven is um, gluttony and mm-hmm. I mean that's that's for sure the case so my sin is apparently self-deceit where if I am not as successful as the image I want to project I will deceive myself into thinking that I am so, moving on. <clears throat> yeah. Five book recommendations. And I think you have more than five because you're a rule breaker. I'm a glutton. Which is crazy because <laughs> you're a wing six, which is like the rule follower. But I'm a seven mostly. It's true. So, with 16 go ahead and hit me with your massive list. Hit me with... Okay. So, um, it books-wise, I'm not going to be the one that's like, the Bible... But uh, I am going to tell you a couple of books out of the Bible that I love. If you've never really dug into the Bible, I always tell people to start with John and Mark. They're my faves. They're the best storytellers of the Gospels. I like to start with the Gospels because it's all about Jesus. And what a better place to start than learning about Jesus. So, but as far as actual, like, oh, that sounds terrible. I mean, outside the Bible. Books outside, (laughs) thank you. Books outside (laughs) of the Bible. Wild Goose Chase. Everyone should read it. Uh, it's by Mark Batterson. He is a pastor in Washington, D.C., and I absolutely love it. It challenged me so much. I read it. I literally read it, people, in 24 hours. So good. I could not put it down. Um, really enjoyed that one. Another one of Mark Batterson's that I would suggest is The Circle Maker. It's all about prayer, and it was fantastic. Now, I listened to that one on Audible, and it I mean, it was just it was so good, it was so challenging. It really inspired me um, in my prayer life. And I think there's actually a study now that he has that you can do as well. Right. Another book that I would suggest, this is a fiction. Which I typically do nonfiction. I love self-help. I love Christian books. I love leadership books. But I'm trying to expand more. It's called A Voice in the Wind by Francine Rivers. She's phenomenal. She is a Christian fiction writer. But this book, the reason I recommend it is because it really taught me how to love people. The next book I would suggest is Switch on Your Brain by Caroline Leaf, Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf. Uh, She is a neuroscientist, and she is (laughs) fan-flippantastic. Not just fantastic, but but fan-flippantastic. Yes, she, reading that book, it's very science-heavy. It did go over my head a lot. I'm probably going to have to reread it. But she ties scripture to science. Um, Not only that, but... It really showed me how God has actually equipped us with the tools 
to experience freedom. You know that, you know, we can take our thoughts captive because the Bible says it, but now it's like, now I know, now I know that I know that we can, and it's powerful and that's freeing. And that's what real freedom is like. And so I highly suggest that one. The last one I suggest is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. He is a a pastor in Portland. It was just a, a wonderful book that really made me think more about rest and Sabbath and what that looks like in my life, how it's missing and what I can do about it. But it was a really, really good book. Again, that book I read within 48 hours. Um, it was so good. You, you hurried through the book about hurry? Yes, <laughs> I did because it was so good. And I know I'm not supposed to give this many books, but I'm going to, um, for any woman out there who leads in the church realm or in ministry at all, um, I read Developing Female Leaders, and it was such a great book, so practical. It was just a really good read for me. It was really empowering, but um, she doesn't really take on any particular, like, view. She tells you what all the views are as far as within churches and religious circles as far as women leading, but um, she just did a really good job of empowering, but not... She doesn't push any particular views on you or anything like that. So it was just, it was a really good read and I highly suggest it for anyone who leads in that kind of realm. But anyways, what are you reading? What are your favorites? So I enjoy reading from when I was younger, The Inheritance by Louisa May Alcott. It's a novella, her first novella that she wrote at 18. And it is one of my favorites. It's beautiful. That I highly recommend. Boundaries with Your Kids, I thought was a really good like parenting book. It's the author, Cloud and Townsend, the authors of the Boundaries series. Um, they have one on marriage and all sorts of stuff, but the one on kids specifically is very good. Um, and then the okay, Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer, all about the attributes of God. The Road Back to You, which is the Enneagram book, um, and it is told from a Christian perspective of, yes, these this is what you're your natural bent is on your personality, but this is what Christ is like and what we should be like, you know, with the fruits and gifts of the spirits really does pull it to a Christ-centered perspective. The other thing, I do read fiction, but I read a particular kind of fiction. I really like Amish Christian (laughs) fiction. I don't know why. I always wanted to be Amish. Well, that's the thing. I think what I like is they always drink coffee. They always eat desserts and they just talk. And I'm socialize. really digging that agrarian lifestyle. Well, it's very simple. There's no any like technology. There's I mean, they just work and they just talk. And so it's just, I really like the simplicity of their lifestyle. So I've always enjoyed that. But Amy Clipston is my favorite author. So any, I've read a lot of her stuff, most of her stuff. Um, and so she, she's good if you're interested in a little Amish fiction. And then uh, Defiant Joy is my most recent read that I just finished. And I post it on, I think, with my stories a lot. But uh, that is by Stacey Eldridge. And joy is my word for the year. So um, I was really excited when Drew got me that book for Christmas, I think. Christmas, yeah. And that was an excellent read. We're actually going to be doing, I think, a podcast on it with all uh, of us, a whole panel of us, on the book. And we're going to be reading through it kind of together. So that will be sometime, I think, in the fall. So stay tuned for that one. Um, so talking about podcasts, what are your three top podcasts? Obviously this one, because it's amazing. Obvi. Obvi. Uh, and also Moxie Mama, Which is your podcast. Yeah, that's with my your podcast mentor. with my mentor. Mm-hmm. But my favorites are How I Built This by Guy Ross. It's an NPR podcast. And um, I love so it. so informed. <laughs> I, I really am. This podcast is all like, it's interviews with entrepreneurs and innovators and it's basically like how they got their start 
and how they built their company or their organization or whatever it is, it's just so, so good, so encouraging and inspiring. And um, it's interesting to see how I just I like seeing how things are thought of and how they're created and built. So I highly suggest that one for anyone. Um, another one that I listen to, I've not listened to it here lately, but I was listening to it more often is Oprah's soul conversations. There is a lot that I don't agree with that she agrees with. However, I believe that she is one of the biggest voices in our culture. And as a Jesus follower, I better know what she's saying. That's kind of why I listen to it is because I want to be informed at what people are listening to out there and what they are thinking, what they're believing so that I know what I need to do as a Jesus follower. Uh, so that's why I would suggest that one. And I listen to it. The other one is uh, Carrie Newhoff. He is a pastor in Canada. He's also like a leadership guru, but he has an incredible leadership podcast. I learn so much. It's such good nuggets. He interviews all kinds of people, all kinds of leaders from the business world, from the church world. It's just, it's really incredible. Um, and authors, different things. So I love, love, love his. I'm always learning something from his podcast. And then, of course, I'm going to have to throw in The Office Ladies. Uh, <laughs> for anybody who loves The Office out there, I am so full of useless information now. So if you ever want to chat, I'm your girl. And it's hosted by Angela and Pam. If you know The Office, if you don't, you're dead to me. Just kidding. So my three, thank you for asking. Yeah. Like, what are your three? <laughs> what, are you, what are you listening to, Liz? Well, okay. So I'm not in the car as much as I used to be because I stay in home with the boys. Anyway, I will say the ones that I do listen to, I do listen to yours, Moxie Mamas. Hey, uh-huh. I'm actually listening to it like on the way over here. I was listening to it. Uh, so Risen Motherhood is also another one I listen to. They have some really good wisdom and gospel truths uh, regarding parenting. And then my absolute favorite is The Bible Project. Amazing. I'm using it as seminary. Bible Project is fantastic. And so I listen to the podcast and then some of the, I do some, watch some of their videos and plans on the Holy Bible app, but I mainly listen to the podcast, which is a lot of really good information. So last question in closing. Serious question. A serious question. What is your favorite dessert? I honestly don't think I have one. I mean, I do like dessert, but I will say probably my favorite thing, if I see something like this on the menu, that's what I'm going to get. It has to be something creamy with chocolate ganache. I love hardened chocolate and I like creamy anything. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be my go-to. If there's something on the menu with that, that's what I'll get. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite? Uh, Chocolate milkshake, but Mm -hmm. not not Sonic. No, we're talking real milkshake, custard, real milkshake, right? And then I love tiramisu. That's like more of a special occasion. Mm -hmm. Um, But Cafe Intermezzo is one of my hangout places. And they import their tiramisu uh, daily from Milan, from some famous bakery. So fancy. It is very fancy. And it melts in your mouth. And you just, like, the world stops when you take a bite. So nice. thank you for joining us, Gabby. Yeah, oh, thanks actually, for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. We're actually in person instead of on live. Skype. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> she was here for a conference with Christine Kane. We are recording in her hotel room. So I'm glad we only see each other usually like fancy. once a year. Uh, yeah, sometimes twice a year. Sometimes twice. Last year it was once. If there's like a death in the family, we'll see each other twice a year. Yeah. But, um, or a birth. You know, special occasions. The beginning and the end of lives. (laughs) We see each other. And then, of course, the holidays. So this was a special treat for her to come in. Yay. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And now you know a little bit more about us. And you have been. You're welcome. (laughs) You have been prayed for. 